Hello listeners, this is the VDF podcast brought to you by Dance Informer and Energetics. I'm Lara Bianca Pilch, your host, and I'm so excited to be chatting with Will Centurion today. Will delivers industry-relevant mental health services that encourage personal growth and self-empowerment. That sounds like fancy because I took it off your website, but Will, tell me in your words what you do and say hi to everybody. <laughs> okay, well, hi everyone and hi Lara. Thank you so much for having me. This is an absolute pleasure. Um, so my name is Will. I run Will Centurion Counseling and Life Coaching, which is uh, a service kind of like Headspace, but um, yeah. specifically tailored to performing arts youth and performing arts professionals. So what I do is I provide uh, workshops, professional development, face-to-face counseling and coaching, online counseling and coaching, um, programs for schools. Um, yeah, there's sort of it's varied um, in terms of what services I provide, but the um, whole point is to be driven towards keeping um, performing arts um, individuals connected to their passion, creativity, and purpose, yeah. um, and giving them strategies to manage some of these challenges that come hand in hand with being in our industry. Yeah, that's so good. And in a moment, I'll ask you about um, things for dance teachers and specifically studio owners at the time that we're in in isolation and how we can support them and help them. But first of Mm -hmm. all, what happened for you? Because you were in the industry for, I think, 20 years, which is a great long career. And you've got an impressive, incredible CV of all kinds of amazing professional shows. Um, what happened? You transitioned out of that into full-time mental health. What, what's the story there? Uh, I think the biggest turning point for me was towards the tail end of my career, um, I found myself in a real slump. I had lots of mental health challenges, and so I kind of had my own battles with depression, performance anxiety, um, imposter syndrome. So I had to seek out some professional help. And um, I engaged with a psychologist who was also an opera singer. Wow. Um, and that was a real... That's yeah, an interesting that combination. Light, <laughs> yeah, it was a, a real light bulb moment for me because yeah. I felt understood for the first time. Um, I didn't feel like I needed to kind of walk into a therapist's room and, and kind of go through the entire story. I knew that they understood my It can be hard to explain. To yeah, like I'm a freelancer. Got, you don't understand. Don't tell yeah. me to get a real job. Yeah, <laughs> this is my it, job. It, it, yeah. If it makes you so, so unhappy, then just get another job. Yeah, well, that's not yeah. how it works. Not how it works. Um, you know, like our, <laughs> our identity is so attached to our creativity. Mm. Um, and so because of that, um, I just, I loved what the sessions were about. I loved um, stories and I loved, you know, sort of digging in deep and pulling layers away. And so um, she asked me to discover what other hat I had and I'd never considered myself as anything else but a performer. Mm. Um, and so we explored that I was, I liked either social work or psychology or something to do with people and stories. Um, and so that segued into doing a diploma of counselling and then that transitioned into a Bachelor of Counselling Coaching mm-hmm. and now I run my own practice. <laughs> wow. that's it. What's amazing about that is for so many performers, the thought of not performing is like, I don't know who I am. And, you, you know, you said your mm-hmm. identity's in it. Um, so for you personally, like, was that an exciting transition or was it actually hard to lay down performing? Did you feel like you... 
had done enough that you could lay it down or did you feel like you were still reaching for things? How do you do that? <laughs> How do you lay it down? Um, I personally, I had a fantastic 20 years. I, I kind yeah. of got to do almost everything I wanted to do. I was in lots of different shows. I played lots of different roles, um, both sort of as a performer and in creative teams as well. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of, I think, I think I was in a slump, to be honest with you, because there was no more room for growth for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, I knew what my capacity was um, and I was about to sort of go into another five to ten years of much of the same. Yeah, um, So um, I think, and that's why I kind of think I disconnected from the industry and fell into a bit of a depression because I got to a point where it was the effort and reward wasn't in balance anymore. Mm. Um, and so I was ready. I was actually ready to transition and luckily I was able to transition into something that I was really passionate about and also something that gave me an attachment still to the performing arts community. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't a tough transition. I really looked forward to it. I embraced it. I cried. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I took, good. <laughs> I took, I took my, my last bow um, at the Sydney Opera House as an ensemble member of In the Heights. Mm. And um what a and, nice and last bowl though. That's that's yeah. legacy right there. That's awesome. <laughs> At least it wasn't like, uh, you know, some community before. It was like the the Sydney Opera House. Let's let's be honest. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I sort of I, I cried the entire next day. I, I had my, my my grief the oh. entire next day it was really intense. Yeah. Um but then I switched hats and I thought, okay, here we go. Here's the next chapter, here's the next story. Mm. And the rest is history. That's so good. It's so encouraging. You talk about effort and reward and, you know, we do as performers put in so much effort and sometimes if the reward's not there, I guess that's where you, the start of the mm -hmm. mental health struggles and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, there's so much we could ask you and not, not all of it's going to be today because I have to book in and chat yep. with you because there's so many different areas. But how do we not scream our lungs out, Will, right now about, if you know, the dance studio owners and the dance teachers and those whose livelihood has completely changed what are, you, what are you hearing right now from dance teachers and specifically studio owners about, are you hearing from them? Are they reaching out to you? Are you um, do you have a message on your heart for them right now? Yeah, so I've been lucky enough to be invited to do sort of several seminars for studio owners and dance teachers. Yeah. Um, and I've also kind of created some specific workshops that are tailored to their needs for, for the COVID-19 crisis. But the themes that are coming up are there's definitely a lot of grief and loss. Yeah. Um, and everybody has a different experience of grief. So mm. people are going, you know, through from acceptance to denial to anger to despair um, to avoidance. Like everyone's kind of got their own process at the moment and mm. everyone needs to kind of surf that wave gently and in their own time frame. Um, so that's grief and loss is a massive theme. Change and their relationship to change yeah. is a massive one as well. So they've either got a secure relationship to change or an avoidant one or an ambivalent one. Um, and so depending on their personality and how they look at change, um, that will inevitably, um, I guess, sort of identify what their structure, what their routine, what mm -hmm. their process is going to be. Mm. Um, and the other thing is kind of there's this sense of urgency to recreate what what existed before. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, you know, and, and almost like, like um, you know, sort of 
as exactly the same. And, and that is virtually impossible because this is a whole new world right now. And so the idea that we can just sort of take from the physical world and integrate into the virtual world and have everything be exactly the same yeah. is a bit counterproductive. Um, and so the underlying thing is for every studio owner and teacher to be kind to themselves, to just take their time, to prioritise what needs to be done, to understand that this is a growth process, um, that people will hang in there and that those who are not willing to, you can't force anybody to stay. If mm. they want to go, they will go, um, you know, but your community isn't going to disband because of change. Yeah. Um, or, or some will, but, but you know, the, the, the majority of people will stick around because you have created a relationship with them. Yeah. And so they are invested in that relationship and mm. they will be patient with you. So be patient with yourself. Yeah, and I mean, I know having owned a studio, um, you form such a community of incredible, mm -hmm. it's like a family and there's a real bond and, um, uh, you know, for the most part I'd say that a lot of that, you know, they'd be clinging together and wanting to stay together. But for the dance mm -hmm. teacher, for those, and particularly the owners that um, are seeing like the numbers drop away or the parents say they can't continue because of the finances, um, mm -hmm. what... What do you, how do you just generally deal with stress in the body, stress in the emotions? Because obviously circumstances are one thing, but the stress and what it does to us, um, what's just some tips on how to calm down right now? <laughs> hmm. So I think the most important thing is the communication of those stories. Mm. Um, if you don't communicate your experience, if it's this energy that's inside you and that you carry around with you, that can be really, really detrimental. So finding ways for, for that energy to shift from an inside thing to an outside thing mm. is really important. Um, you are not alone. There are a lot of people in your situation. There are a lot of people who share your experience. There are a lot of people who understand your pain. Mm. And so the more that you can connect to a, to a group or a forum or a chat or, or anything like that of people who are going through the same thing, it just normalizes all of the emotions that you're going through, all of the challenges that you're going through. So communication around your experience is really, really important. Yeah. Find somebody to talk to. And if there's nobody to talk to, journal the story. Mm. I say to a lot of, a lot of um, my clients, like, you've got to be able to tell this story in some way. So yeah. even if you take, you know, 10 to 15 minutes at night and you just journal what your experience is that day, that's going to allow you to shift that energy to mm. something else. Mm. Um, there's a lot of pain. There's a, people yeah. going through a lot of pain right now. And I guess pain is pain without purpose is just pain. Mm. So that pain has to have some purpose. It's got to motivate you or it's got to drive you or it's got to have some meaning or it's got to be the initial steps to, to opportunity. Like it's got to serve a reason. Otherwise, mm. it's just torture. Yeah, um, true. And so just yeah. sit down and work out what that pain can be an opportunity for and go gently. Mm, it's obviously important to not bottle our pain. And you were talking about journaling and I've heard a lot about breathing, just breathing. I mean, I do that a lot <laughs> just to calm down mm -hmm. my nervous system. Um, not breathing, guys. I'm not just talking about life breathing. I'm talking about deep breaths to calm ourselves mm. down. Um, 
It's funny because you talked about the beginning about you're a bit like a headspace app and I use that that app. Oh, it'd be mm-hmm. nice to have Will Centurion doing our like sleep podcast, wouldn't it? Like <laughs> that's like a story that's in a calm voice for those who don't know that puts you to sleep and helps you get back to sleep. Speaking of sleep, Will, um, mm-hmm. there's so much more online and there is, you know, all the classes and our communication and, you know, we're missing each other. But how is it, do you have advice for performers and, and studio owners and teachers about how to sleep well if stress is waking them up? What, what do we do <laughs> to sleep well? Mm. And all the online has a, an effect on our brains, doesn't it? All of the online light. And have you come across mm. people struggling with sleep because of the stress and the changes? Absolutely. So there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of information overwhelm. Mm. Um, and so the way to work with that is I, I think the first port of call is to put your own house in order. Like, you need to be okay. You need to be able to put your own house in order before you worry about everybody else's houses. Mm. Um, and, and, and that's in relation to these businesses that you run. Just make sure that you are okay in your own life first. Make sure that your, all your underlying needs are met first. Good. Your security, your stability, your food, your sleep, like all of your base needs. Make sure they're all met first for you and then you can branch out and rescue the community and integrate that into the community. Mm. Um, But the first port of call is to make sure that you are okay. Mm. Um, And so we do that by um, prioritizing what's important, um, by managing expectation, um, by um, being really aware of what kind of information you expose yourself to. Um, You know, I've had to unfollow a lot of people on social media. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, because, and, and I'm very conscious about how I engage with news um, because for my emotional and my psychological well-being, I cannot be inundated with information that makes me feel hopeless mm. or that makes the situation sound hopeless yeah. because that does nothing for me. And mm. so limit yourself to the type of information that you're exposed to. Mm. Um, sleep hygiene is really important. Try to create a regular routine for yourself. Like, You've got to operate from a full tank. Um, And so it's about creating some clear boundaries. Like your workday has to be done at a certain time. That's so good. And after that, you've got (laughs) to be able to switch off. You've got to be able to unplug. You've got to look after yourself, you know, like um, build a sleep hygiene. You know, if all it is, if all it starts with is four hours, then that's great. At least it's that. Yeah. But then keep building on that so that you get your kind of seven hours that's required. Um, it's it's a process of incremental growth yeah. um, and incremental um, um, uh, repair. So, mm. yeah, there's, there's lots of ways to make sure that you are okay and therefore everything yeah. around you will be okay. And how important is that? I mean, a lot of studio owners and teachers are missing their students and, you know, also their friendships. But, you know, you quite often find in these times that, yes, we're in a big community, but that closer community, that kind of core community is often quite small. And I've heard an expression, you normally Mm. can't count past, you know, the five digits on your hand um, Mm -hmm. as to the people that are actually close to us. So how do we deal with Um, missing both our students if we're teaching and also um, each other and, you know, how do we kind of narrow down to make sure we have the really important relationships that feed our soul? Um, This is going to sound really simple, but I think it it actually, it comes down to effort. Yeah. 
I think well, I think we've been positioned in a place now in the world where um, it requires effort to maintain those relationships that are really important to you. Mm. Um, and I think I think when what's happened now is that a lot of gaps in our lives have become really prevalent. We've been we're being made aware to a lot more gaps in our lives that were filled by the dance community or that were filled by teaching or that were filled by all of these other kind of beautiful distractions. Yeah. And so now that we're faced with these gaps because the, sla- the brakes have been slammed on, um, we're becoming aware of where the pockets are in our lives that we need to pay attention to. And genuine connection is a really, really important one. Mm. And genuine connection requires effort and it requires reciprocation. And so, um, you know, you need to reach out. You need to use the art of asking. You need to be willing to receive. You need to position yourself in a place where you are creating a relationship with those that are really important for you and those that are really necessary for you. Mm. And that requires effort. Yeah, that's actually so true. There's been times I'm like, I'm feeling really lonely. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't actually made the effort. I've been waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to ring me and make the effort. Mm-hmm. You're so right. It's just mm-hmm. picking up the phone right now or <laughs> Zooming or whatever you do just to make sure you stay in touch. And it's more than a text, mm-hmm. isn't it? Because texts are, are some words in a little page. But, you know, we're really wanting more than that, really, aren't we right now? Because particularly if you're not married or you're a single person or you're not Mm -hmm. able to live with your friends and visit your friends um it's more it's more than a text isn't it that we're looking for yeah and it's not about quantity at all it's very Mm. much about quality that's um you know there's there's a lot of my friends um that i have abroad um that i'm engaging with now and and sporadically Mm. but they're really genuine engagements and really genuine conversations and i kind of feel i feel full when i'm Mm. finished yeah. Um, you know, and then I might not speak to them again for another kind of like two weeks or three weeks or a month or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 definitely, it's not about um, quantity. It's very much about quality. It's about mm. sitting still and just appreciating the time that you have with that person and listening, mm. listening to what's going on in their lives so you kind of get to step away from your own mm. um, and, and be there for somebody else. And then, you know, and then that's reciprocated and hopefully they listen to you and you get to tell your story yeah. and your experience and you meet each other where you're at. And that's a really beautiful, genuine thing that's worth being savoured. Yeah, there's something about having a witness to your life and someone to help you. Like I've heard um, in psychology they talk about carrying each other. It's not like you have to solve everybody's problems, but people tend to need somebody to help carry their pain, um, not take it off them, but just to, to be there with them in it and um mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important what you said about listening, isn't it? To both listen and to be listened to is a, is a good friendship mm-hmm. um, and to reach out for that and make that connection. Funny you say that because my bestie lives in London. So <laughs> we chat and she just fills out my heart so much because we're so similar. Yeah. We, both, we both love dance and we're both very similar, both mums. Speaking of being a mum, look, I know you're not a mum, Will, but um, for the extra challenges for those of us that have kids at home and maybe are trying to teach yeah. online, which I am doing, by the way, as well. Um, yeah. And you've got kids at home. Like, is there any advice for, like, should we be lowering our expectations of ourselves right now? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that you've sort of hit the nail on the head there. It's you, you've really, like, this is a new experience. We are creating a new routine. We're creating a new structure. And mm. so... 
you can't approach that with a lens of perfectionism yeah. um, because you're going to set yourself up for disappointment. Mm. Um, I understand that there are a lot of requirements, but it's about doing the best that you can for now. And that might mean managing expectation. Um, mm. So it's funny, um, in one of these uh, seminars that I attended, um, a lot of the um, studio owners and teachers were talking about the engagement of their students. Mm. And how do they help manage the engagement of their students? That's really how good. How do they help yeah. con- control the engagement of their students? And I, and I actually said, you don't. Mm. Your job is, as a studio owner and a, as a, a dance teacher, mm. to provide the service. Mm. Yeah? Particularly right now where we've got to kind of like pull yeah. back and just rein it in and do what we can. Like, your job requirement is to provide the service as best as you possibly can. Yeah. yeah. The other side of the line is for parents mm. of those kids to work on that child's level of engagement in the service or in the product. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. And so we kind of... Yeah, we're getting yeah. those a lot more um, because they're tired and they're doing more online students, like a lot more of a glazed over sort of look than maybe we would have got if we were in a studio together. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mm-hmm. certainly seen that and, you know, I feel like, oh, I've got to work harder, I've got to try harder to, to keep you engaged in what I'm doing and I can, obviously we're staring at faces a lot more so we can mm-hmm. see when their eyes are maybe not um, as engaged as they were and what do you do when you feel like you're losing them um, and you're mm-hmm. saying, you know, our job isn't to worry about that, it's to do our best and to yep. provide a service. I mean, that's, that's so brilliant because there's so much out of our control right now, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so and I think as soon as you engage, if you just wear that hat and if you mm. just engage in, in, in a few hats, and this goes to sort of mums at home and mums with multiple responsibilities and dads with mon- multiple yeah. responsibilities, if you, just, if you just kind of reduce the amount of hats that you're wearing mm. and, and just try to kind of minimise what success means to you, like That's just a, a reinterpretation yeah. of success. Mm. Um, you know, it might if 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 your um, child just sits there for an hour and engages in one, you know, work component or school component or dance mm. component or something like that. Like that's a win. That's the starting point. That's what we need to get back to. Yeah. For that day, that actually may be more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so and good. as and as a, mm. as a studio owner and as a dance teacher, if if you're only able to produce three classes. In a, in, a, in a school day or something like that. For now, as a starting point, that's yeah. more than enough, Yeah, you know? And you might get back to that routine where you kind of have like 10 classes a day or whatever it is, mm. you know, and, and provide multiple workshops and yeah. all of these different, you know, types of dance and all of these different activities and all, you, you will get back to that. Yeah. But it's literally about giving yourself permission to go back to the control panel and starting from scratch mm. slowly and just acknowledging all of your little wins along the way. Yeah, that's such good advice. And, you know, I've certainly had to lower my expectations and just focus on giving a great product to my students. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's not because of us, isn't it? Sometimes they're just a bit tired or they're screened out or there are things going on in their world that really aren't our mm. fault as an educator. And, yeah, but thank you so much, Will. Before we finish, is there anything else that I haven't asked you that's on your heart for dance teachers and um, studio mm-hmm. owners at this time? Uh, some words of advice or some, I guess, some power statements would be 
just remember that everything that you are going through is temporary. Yeah. We're just, we're literally just, we're surfing waves at the moment. And there's mm. the beginning of the wave, the peak of the wave and the other side of the wave. Yeah. And, and everything that you're going through is temporary. You may be flooded with a tsunami of emotions, mm. but, but, you know, that will pass and you will recalibrate and you will repair and you'll be able to re-engage. Yeah. So be kind to yourself. Acknowledge all of your little accomplishments. Understand that it's all temporary, that you are not alone, mm. that, that we are all trying to do the best that we can. And sometimes doing enough, doing just enough mm. is enough. That's so good. Thank you, Will. What, I mean, what a closing statement. Doing just enough sometimes is enough. That, that means a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much for the chat, Will. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.